Welcome to Unchained, the radio program which addresses the challenges facing Christians today with short, pithy presentations, presenting a vigorous defense for Christianity's claim that the Holy Bible is God's inspired word. This series deconstructs the arguments of evolutionists, anti-theists, atheists, and other enemies of the Holy Bible. Here is your host, Pastor Rod Anderson. Hi, I'm Rod Anderson. An excuse used by people today to support their claim of atheism or agnosticism is that God is hard to find or God is in hiding. Let me give you an example from the world's most famous atheist, Richard Dawkins. You don't believe in any God anywhere? No. What if you, if after you died, you ran into God? He said, what have you been doing, Richard? I mean, what have you been doing? I've been trying well, to be nice to you. Yeah. I gave you a multi-million dollar paycheck yeah. over and over again with your book, and look what you did. Bertrand Russell was, had that point put to him, and he said um, something like, Sir, why did you take such pains to hide yourself? Here in this interview, Richard Dawkins dismisses the notion of God altogether by quoting Bertrand Russell, who was thought to have said, Sir, why did you take such pains to hide yourself? Look at this next interview of Dawkins from CNN. What's going to happen when I die? If I met God in the unlikely event after I died, I think the first thing I'd say is, well, which one are you? Are you Zeus? Are you Thor? Are you Baal? Are you Mithras? Are you Yahweh? Uh, which God are you, um, and uh, why did you take such great pains to conceal yourself and to hide away from us? People of a similar ilk to Richard Dawkins argue that if God does exist, then being an omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent and loving and benevolent God, he would make himself easy to find, easy to learn of, and easy to acknowledge. And because his charge against God is he is hard to find, that to Richard Dawkins amounts to God not deserving to be acknowledged, much less worshipped. But is this true? Is God really hard to find? Or perhaps to put it another way, is it difficult for any of us to know that God does exist? Let's consider at least three ways in which God makes himself known to people. One, there is the Bible. Two, there is our consciences. And three, nature itself. Beginning with the Bible, which is called the Scriptures or the Word of God. Let's go through the evidence now. The Bible makes dramatic claims regarding its authorship, that it is the inspired Word of God. And it is upon this declaration that the Bible stands or falls. But how does a person test the claims the Bible makes for itself? How do we determine if it is of supernatural origin? Each one of us knows that no person can look into the future, not even five minutes. Besides, if a person could look into the future just five minutes, uh, for that matter, they wouldn't be huckstering in Sideshow Alley at festivals or circuses. Do you know where they'd be? They'd be right here. And they're off in the Arkansas Derby! They'll be at the racetrack where the real money was to be made. If they could look into the future just five minutes, that's exactly where they'd be. No, no one can look into the future, but God claims that he can and that he does. In Isaiah chapter 49, 42, verse 9, God says this, Behold, the former things have come to pass and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. 
God declares he knows the end from the beginning. And it's in the Bible where we find real prophecies, which are easy to explain, easy to understand, demonstrating its supernatural authorship, tracing the rise and fall of empires, prophecies that outline the course of nations, the fate of cities and kings and rulers, along with the hundreds of messianic prophecies from the Old Testament, which pointed to the Messiah to come, each of which was miraculously fulfilled in the life, ministry, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So prophecy is one way, at least, we can test the Bible. And if it is what it claims to be, that is the word of God, then we have an excellent source to know that God does exist and that he wants us to acknowledge him. Further to that, and going to my second point now, our consciences. Each of us has a conscience. Some have identified it as the inner moral law, which convicts us of what is right and what is wrong. It is something innate within all of us. When we plan to do something that is wrong, dangerous or wicked or evil against something or someone else, there is that still quiet voice within us that warns us against it. With this inner moral law or our conscience comes an innate belief in the existence of God. And it's though we are hardwired with the reality of God and even a desire to acknowledge and worship him. Even the anti-theist, the late Christopher Hitchens, believed this. The, Socrates answered it like this when he was on trial for his life. Uh, accused of blasphemy, by the way. Um, he said that he had an inner daemon, was the way he put it. Not demon, but daemon, a spirit... Uh, an inner critic, a conscience would be one way of putting it. And that he, he knew enough to know, even when he was making the best speech of his life, that if he was making a point that was somehow dishonest or uh, incomplete or shady, the daemon would tell him, yeah, that was clever, but you shouldn't have tried it. He knew. Any, any person of average moral equipment has the same knowledge. I, I hope you'll... If you don't, I'm very sorry for you. Um, Adam Smith uh, called it the, the internal witness, who we all have to have a conversation with all the time. Um, it's been C.S. Lewis decided to call it conscience and to attribute it to the, to the divine, but he didn't improve on what Adam Smith said in Theory of Moral Sentiments or what Socrates said when, on, when standing trial for his, own, for his own life. It's been sometimes colloquially defined as why do people behave well when nobody's looking? Christopher Hitchens identified the work of the conscious correctly. But as we study the Bible, we discover that it is God who speaks to us through our conscience, impressing us of what is right and what is wrong, and also of his existence. The Apostle Paul in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 1, says this, The Holy Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Paul says it's the Holy Spirit who communicates with us, that God is our Father, that we are his children, that God does exist, and he is real. Jesus, in fact, said the same thing in John chapter 15, verse 26. He says, But when the Helper comes, who I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Jesus impresses us with the universal truth that one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is is to testify to us of his reality. And it is through our conscience that the Holy Spirit works. 
God is not in hiding. We have the Bible with its amazing supernatural prophecies. We also have the witness of the Holy Spirit upon our conscience who testifies to us of the existence of a good and benevolent God. But now to my third point, we have nature. Think of the simple harmony we see in nature, the miraculous elliptical orbits of the planets, the delicate balance of gases in our atmosphere that allows life on our planet, the blossoming trees, the budding flowers, the symbiosis between the birds and insects and plant life. Each of them testify of a loving, caring and generous God. No, God is not in hiding and is simply waiting for you to acknowledge and respond to him. But knowledge is precious and empowering. And to that end, I want you to go to YouTube, type in my name and the title, The Seven Mind-Blowing Prophecies. That is, Seven Mind-Blowing Prophecies. In this presentation, I examine some of the most wonderful prophecies in the Bible, all of which give incredible evidence for the existence of God and the inspiration of the Bible. Furthermore, I want to give you a free 25-part series of Bible reading guides entitled The Orchard Faith of Jesus Study Guides. These simple but engaging study guides will fast-track your understanding of the Bible and they are absolutely free. And all you have to do to receive them is send me an email with your name, postal address and phone number to info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au that is info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au or go to our website theorchardmelbourne.org.au and go to the tab mark contact us and follow the prompts and we'll mail them out to you. Well, our time has run out once more. But I look forward to being with you next time. Remember, the truth has nothing to fear from investigation. I'm Rod Anderson. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Unchained. We look forward to your company here next time on 3ABN Australia Radio as we continue this series with Pastor Rod Anderson.
have been listening to Blessed by Marsha William.